0: This is Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doctor.
1: And when you go into the, the Chanel Atelier, you look at the design and you almost get a, a headache from just thinking about all the meetings they must have had to create this, this unique experience.
0: Welcome to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with your host, Bob Fibbs. A champion for a more human connection in retail for over 30 years as a retail doctor. Bob is the authority on brick and mortar retail across the world who works with some of the biggest luxury brands to independent retailers of all sizes.
2: Today I'm talking with Dan Hodges, the founder of Retail Store Tours based in New York. Hi Dan.
1: Bob, it's great to be with you again.
2: Absolutely, my friend. Well, tell me how retail store tours began. Now, I believe it was in 2010, had something to do with the Haiti earthquake.
1: Is that right? Interesting. Yes. Well, there was the Haiti earthquake, and I had gotten a call from the State Department, and they wanted to understand how they could use mobile technology for disaster relief. And I had 96 hours to teach them everything. So I developed a very compressed way of doing it through experiences, through meeting people and networking, and it worked out. And um, it was one of these things that, you know, you you do it for your country when your country asks and you don't, you know, that's it. But how it got started was I had gotten calls from senior executives at at the very top of McDonald's and also at Citibank. And they said, hey, we heard what you did with the State Department. Can you do that for us? So that's really kind of how the immersive learning process got started well um but with this
2: all it all revolves around physical retail so why do you have a passion for
1: retail because um you know it's one of these things that when you look at it uh, it has all the elements of humanity you know it's got the human touch you know it's got connecting with people and you know we are these supercomputers and on our shoulders We've got the supercomputer that does very well absorbing sight and sound and taste and touch and feel. So, retail is is one of the places that I I look look to as an immersive learning opportunity for for executives, um, and it's it's a really dynamic ecosystem that's been around for thousands of years. So, I, I think it's the combinations of retail, whether it's American Dream or a small boutique in Soho it's just a manifestation of the human imagination. And it's just so interesting. Well, I love that. So you've said that New York has
2: 15 different areas that are great. So can you compare what makes retailers work like in Soho, but not in Hudson Yards or in Brooklyn? Because they are very different, right? You can't just say
1: it's all great in New York. Well, Brooklyn is interesting because Brooklyn has been the melting pot for the country for 200 years. And it's also the melting pot of ideas. So when companies want to know what's going on, what are the trends? What are the uh, shopping trends? What are the behaviors? What are the technology trends? Go to Brooklyn if you want to see the future. And and Brooklyn is broken down into Williamsburg, which is like Soho 15 years ago. So you can kind of go back and you can go forward Um, there's atlantic avenue which was a very scary place to to visit not too long ago but now is completely filled with interior decorating and design stores you've got industry city which is filled with um, interior decorating and ideas and then you've got dumbo which is sort of an eclectic boutique so there are all sorts of activities and Brooklyn has always been that melting pot where different cultures came and it's no no wonder that Brooklyn would also be sort of an incubator for, for retail.
2: And so compared to Manhattan though, is that mean like the newest and cool kids are in Brooklyn and the more established are
1: in the more established neighborhoods of Manhattan or? So when you look at, so what's interesting is that, and I just realized this like last week, Everything in Brooklyn is scaled down. So you'll have a Nike flagship on Broadway and Soho, but you'll have a great, very uh, neighborhood-centric Nike in Williamsburg. And you'll see that with, with Sephora and others and Aloe Yoga. So what they've kind of done is a, a trend that I've seen in retail is that people are kind of making smaller footprints and the Nike store could be more of a showroom. And what's interesting about the Nike store, it really it, it, it's catering to families and to children, and that's different from you know the Nike flagship on Fifth Avenue and also the one on Broadway in Soho. So it's the you know it's right in front of you, but it's sometimes difficult to see that what's what's going on in in, in Williamsburg is really a kind of a, a scaled down version of those stores. Google's there, um, Hermes is going there. Uh, so it's it's a it's a place that you know, the smart money is kind of betting on on Brooklyn. And it's one of the places that during the pandemic, it had actually a net increase in population. So, you know, it's just interesting. And when I, because I constantly go back and look and look at, look at these places. And every time I go back, I, I get another clue as to actually what's really going on. And that's sort of what drives my passion because I, you know, I feel like a detective out there looking at different things that are going on and sometimes it just makes no sense like I, i'd seen cooking and shopping uh, centers in in shanghai and i said this is interesting and then i then i see that in the us about three or four years later so you know and, and new york has 85 percent of the design talent in the world so when you look at um like other places like, nothing really compares to New York. I mean, Vegas has its own unique retail. LA's got its sort of health retail. But when you when you look at one concentrated place on Earth, really, New York is the place for such a diversity of concepts.
2: Well, we're going to come back to your idea about retail becoming more family-friendly, which I think is, is quite interesting. But, you know, I never quite asked you, what do you do with retail store tours? So maybe it'd be a chance for you to explain to us, because I met you, I don't know, long time ago at NRF, which is coming up in January, where um, I was like, who is this guy taking me around to these places I've never seen in my life, and I needed to know and didn't know and was glad I went. So tell us what actually would be interesting for me is, how do you actually create one of these, and then who should
1: go on these? How's that? Yeah, well, great. So we're super happy with our relationship with the National Retail Federation, and we've been doing the tour since 2017. And we've got four great tours. We have Hudson Yards, American Dream, Brooklyn, and Soho. So those are the those are the areas. But our process is really listening. We listen very, very intently to people in terms of what their um, what their objectives are, and it's actually it it takes a while on the executive side to actually get what what they really, really want because let's say we're going out with a corporation A, Um, they have a a CFO, a CEO, a board, a CMO, a CTO, a CIO, and they're all from the same company, but they all have different sort of information needs. So what we do is we basically start every particular engagement we have with clients and the NRF, the NRF, we threw out what we did last year and we started from from scratch. And so it, it really is based on what, you know, what is it that's important to you? And most executives, the, the the really successful ones, know that they have blind spots. So what we do is we help them with the blind spots. We say, okay, well, what about metaverse? Um, what about unique business models? So we're, we're listening intently to what they want. We're creating special experiences just for them. And we'll, we'll, we'll bring in executives that are... Very, very high up in the food chain to meet with people on our tour. So it's not just a store. Um, it's the story, it's the people. And it's fascinating because to be to be with the world's sort of uh, top you know uh, top thinkers and top executives and working with them to try to figure out for them how do they process all this information in a short period of time, it's a huge amount of work. But it's you know it's like Thanksgiving dinner you you know you're 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 knocking yourself out to make this forty five minute feast and at the end you're happy because it just and so every every time I do one of these we basically start from scratch All, we will hire experts that are ex, subject matter experts to be with me on the tour um, so that we can bring a lot in and really every engagement we've had people come back and we've had people back three or four times now so. Um, yeah, it's we're not cookie cutter. We're super, um, you know, we're very, uh, very tuned into what what they're asking and also what they're not asking. You're just a light bulb junkie. You just want to see the
2: light bulb go off in That's their it. head and go like, "Oh, thanks! That's a great idea. That's a yeah. great idea." And and hey, I mean, I'm a speaker. It's the same. That magic moment is worth everything. And you don't know when it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen, right? That's, I think, what's really makes it, Dan. Now, you and I have connected over uh, a long time over what has to happen in retail. And you have some real distinct pillars that you've developed over the years that, like, this is what makes great retail. And if you're not hitting these, there's no way you'll be a great retailer. So can you just take us into that world and and what the pillars are and explain them and, you know... Not too much detail, but I don't want you to gloss over anything you think is important.
1: okay so so the, um, the single most important factor is the human touch, because you know Apple hires people who are kind and they evaluate them based on empathy and If you look at the earnings reports of Apple or William Sonoma or Sephora or Nordstrom, it's no coincidence. Uh, Hermes basically had a record year. Um, So it's hiring those people who are kind and empathetic, who will will look at you on a hot day and offer you a glass of water. Um, Very, very tuned in. It's very much about you. Um, The second is training. And the question really is, how do you get them to be so good so consistently? And Sephora basically has you know Sephora University, and they train people between fifteen minutes and an hour every day. Um, so, and Nordstrom and Williams Sonoma are constantly training their people and, and giving them skills.
2: Can we unpack that just for a second? Did you say Sephora
1: trains how much per day? They spend between fifteen minutes and an hour on various types of quizzes, or product quizzes, or imp- uh, policies and procedures. You know so and it's actually it was that way at barney's because barney's would start out every day with between 45 minutes and an hour and 15 worth of well we have the new sweaters in or the new italian fabric so yeah it's the and and when you think about it if you and i weren't in retail and you had the uh the new york giants and i had the, the atlanta braves or let's, let's say that we're um, coaches of both
2: teams. I'm the Yankees, except this year, so well, there you are.
1: go. So <laughs> what, what made the Yankees get to where they were or where they were in the past? It's the training, it's the push-ups, the setups. And so what What Sephora, William Snowmer, um Apple are doing, they're constantly training their people to keep them on the, on the edge of, of customer engagement and product so that when you go in, you're immediately disarmed. Um and you're ready to I mean, I love Sephora because you go in, you break the geofence. Oh, Dan, uh, if you spend ten more dollars, you'll you'll get a uh, a facial. <laughs> and then and I gotta tell you, I've lost so many um I've lost people on these tours. When they start looking at their phone, they say, Oh, but and then bye, Dan, we'll catch you later. I'll be right back. Be right back. Yep. So
2: Well, I want to add in here before you go too far on the pillar. So the the it, what i take from that is a learning brain is a working brain if the synapses are firing you've got people connecting this to that they might be doing a mock session they might be comparing and contrasting the brain's alive why so many retailers are struggling right now is we allow the brain to go down into sleep mode, like your computer, and then we wonder when people walk in the door, they aren't greeted, they aren't they aren't made to feel anything because the brain has gone to sleep. You haven't kept it moving, which is really what you're talking about with with ball players and professional athletes and musicians. they've got to keep that brain those synapses firing so that they can be on their game. And it's preventable. That's the whole point that training keeps that brain learning, which keeps it happy, which also cuts down on your turnover and it also raises your average check. I mean, there's like no bad things, except a lot of people say our people are already trained. And then you walk in and you see something different. So, not to interrupt your flame of thought, what makes great retail.
1: No, but to add to to what you're saying, the sports analogy is is absolutely 100% because when you go to let's say a butcher right and you ask for a a cut of meat um and they'll they'll go they'll discuss well how many people you're having over and 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 what are you serving with it And, and so that type of an engagement um it's you know i go to your house and you're happy to see me and you would i like a glass of water, maybe I'm hungry, or uh, maybe i want, want to go in the backyard and have a nice talk so it's no different we're, we're, you know we've been this way for two hundred thousand years. chances are we'll probably be this way for another two hundred thousand years so um, it's the you know we've got this great big computer on our shoulders as I mentioned earlier, and it responds very well to the human smile i mean it's very hard to resist a human smile and once once you connect with someone. Sort of the bonds of trust are, are trying to establish themselves, and you know, as Dale Carnegie said better than anyone anyone else, if you want to be people interested in you, you must be interested in them. And and the course of really good training is that is that genuine interest.
2: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Now you've said you can't kill New York; that other areas can have tough times. Now you already said eighty five percent of creatives, but when you say that, does is it easier to be creative in New York uh, for other reasons than just the fact eighty five percent of the people are there. Why is it such a, a litmus test for a lot of retailers?
1: Yeah, it's interesting because the the Soho ecosystem or consists of corporate corporate uh, brands that have done something different. the The Chanel Atelier on Worcester Street, I think it's one twenty point five Worcester Street, is a complete rethinking of the of the beauty experience. The store that you and I love a lot, the Reedy Store, is is a boutique for dogs. And um and and by the way, uh if you have a dog, they're having a Halloween party on Monday, the 31st. So there's a there's a dog, his name is Chester, and Chester shows up every day at three o'clock at Reedy. And they have Chester's uh biscuits that he likes. There's a door guard. It just when you when you go into these places you think oh my goodness how many other business ideas are right in front of us that we can't see
2: that's a great point cuz radio really, if you don't know is it, who's the owner is it pets petco Petco. So you look at it and every piece is designed so well and it all plays well with each other and the food's all the way in the back, which makes brilliant, you know, taking the idea of what grocery stores have learned and the little mannequins or little dogs, maybe with their leg up and everything. And the pride of all of those employees who also, I don't know if it's required, but they seem to be able to speak two or three languages quite fluently because uh, of the international area they're in as well. So these are high performing people. And they get to work at a
1: beautiful store and everybody wants to go there. They do. And and the, if you've ever been on a, on a line for a bank, the dogs line up around two o'clock and they all like they're waiting in line to get their biscuits because they know every every dog by name. and Every dog gets its own little biscuit. It's crazy, but it's crazy great because um, it, it, it works and it, it ignites that that sort of um, that sort of an experience ignites an executive's mind because they think, oh my goodness, you know, this is the only dog boutique in the world. And how many dogs are there? And um so anyway, so it just it's just all right, I'm gonna unpack that too.
2: So let's say you decided you just like, oh, I want to do that. There's an awful lot that went into that experience, right? You can't you can't just copy it. It's gotta be organic, doesn't, doesn't it? You really have to know what success looks like and why we're doing it instead of just throw some label on and say, yeah, we'll do something like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the brilliance of the Chanel Atelier, which I think I think you may have been to, Bob, as well. Yeah. You look at that and they've actually, they have what's called the lip bar that they they created during the pandemic. And they have 130 different shades of, of lipstick. And depending on your coloring and, and uh, your hair and things like that, their genius is at picking out the right lipstick for you. And when you go into the the chanel atelier you look at the design and you almost get a, a, a headache from just thinking about all the meetings they must have had to create this this unique experience and you know generally when you go in there it's about two and a half hours when you're when you leave and you're looking at your clock and saying oh my god i've been in for two and a half hours so um it's just genius and um uh, it, it you know it's working one of the things that i thought was amazing is that plus 20% of the people at that store are men so they've cracked the male the the male cosmetic uh, marketplace Brilliant. by a certain type of uh, approach they've got
2: right so, i love that idea and you know that is the mark of a great store you lose all sense of time not because it's like vegas and there's no clocks in there right. but because you're having such a good time right. you feel like you matter and whatever your phone is tweeting or clucking or whatever can wait and i think that's really important you know during the pandemic you and i were kind of thrust in this role of providing hope for a lot of people and um i i know i enjoyed your reports from the front line particularly in china um how did that go about how did that even happen cuz you were first one like here this is what's
1: really going on well thank you so much we we operate in, in shanghai and my colleague Sharon Xi um, was telling me that things things weren't good in China, and we weren't quite getting that information yet. So, um, and it was one of these things where I said, "Well, someone should do something," and I thought, "Well, that's that's probably me," you know. So, so I decided I spoke with the Chinese. Retail Association, Kevin Pang, and I said, "Kevin, would you would you mind sharing what you've got, you know, with the world?" Because at that point, no one really kind of knew what to do. It was pretty chaotic. So Kevin uh, got his you know people from uh, the largest supermarkets, the grocery stores, and shopping malls. We also had New Zealand in, and we created a whole hour and a half working session where we had you know. Chinese speakers and the English translations. And it really helped. It 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 I think it helped in a way that the world sort of came together and and you know nobody was everyone was just really very, very empathetic with each other and trying to figure out what they could do. Rodney McMullen was brilliant. I love his blueprint for um for success. And he came out with that in April, and I thought, boy, this there's a leader right there. And um, so it was really, and I kept that going for about a year because it, there was still need need to connect with each other, and there really wasn't a clearing um, clearinghouse. We're neutral. We're we're sort of like Switzerland, so we're not trying to advocate one point of view. Other than there's a value in connection,
2: which is different than me. Which was I did a Facebook Live. I don't know for. For six months every day. And I was saying, you better be ready. You better be ready when it's coming back because this is what's going to happen. And uh, that ability to to provide hope is really very much like what our retailers and those are listening are providing on an everyday basis as well. So uh, we're going to take a little break here in a minute, but um, three stores anyone with retail leadership position must visit when they
1: go to New York City. They have to go to Chanel. For, for the reasons I explained, um, they probably should go to Reedy. And then the next one that should probably go to is uh, Salvatore Ferragamo. Because they have a new, um, it's on Green Street. And basically they have really great um, demo of NFT. You can create your own NFT. You can design your, your sneakers in um, augmented reality with a hologram. So that's very simple and very easy to access and very easy to understand. So those are the those would be the, my top three.
2: Excellent. Well, before we continue, we'll take just a little bit of a break here with Dan Hodges, the founder of Retail Store Tours in New York. And uh, loyal listeners, if you do me a favor and give us a five-star rating after this episode, I'd appreciate it because you know what? I'm not just doing this for my health. I'm doing it for you, but you got to talk to me. So the only way you can talk to me is give me a five-star. And uh, now a word from SalesRx, online retail sales training program. Hey, it's Bob again. I'm not only your host, but also the founder of the SalesRx online retail sales training program. How many sales that should have been yours walked out your front doors today? You know, with shoppers being more discerning about where and when they shop, you need to convert more lookers to buyers. And SalesRx is the perfect solution to make training memorable. It's bite-sized. It can fit easily into your schedules. Don't tell me you don't have time to train. If you can give them time to take a break, you have time for them to train. Now the training builds from some of the quickest ways to engage shoppers to the most advanced. Everything is planned so you can implement your sales training program with a click of a button. And there's a reason we're on four continents training thousands because sales are exascalable. Everybody learns the same new skills that will grow your sales. In fact, 83% of users report a double-digit increase in their sales within six months. Wouldn't you like that to be your story? Visit SalesRx to learn more and set up a call with me to see how we can help. That's S-A-L-E-S-R-X dot com. Now back to the broadcast. And we're back with Dan Hodges, founder of Retail Store Tours. So you've said our mission is to get retail executives to the future faster.
1: So what does that mean? What that means is is being able to expose them to to innovation that's happening a, maybe two or three years from now. So a good example of that is we've taken many of the executives to a very special metaverse experience. When you talk about the metaverse, it, it, it's one of these things like the internet in '95. What, what, what's the internet? Is it, it what does it do? How do you work it? And so metaverse is one of these these words that that means everyone thinks they know what it means, but they actually and until you actually experience it, you're really not So that's that's how we uh, we help retailers sort of get to the next level is by um, either exposing them to experiences like that or or connecting them with executives during these these executive tours that we do, so they can actually meet the thought leaders behind why did they build the sustainable brand? How did these these ten companies reinvent themselves? so these are these are questions that, some of the top executives are asking, uh, and so and then there's some other less um, less obvious things that we're doing. So I mentioned, too, we had an Australian CEO, one of the top companies there, and we did 17 uh, tours in one day. And, and at the end of it, I said, "Well, what do you think?" He said, "We have to improve our employee training and compensation." Now we didn't talk about that at all, except when I asked him the question about how how was this day? And so that's, you know, so I think the, the key to success is it's not about how smart I am. It's about understanding what's, what their objectives are and giving them the ability to connect with people and experience things that they themselves can internalize. When you have a group of 12 to 20 executives running these huge companies, they're all together. And they're looking at Chanel or Reedy or Salvador Farragamo. And they react, and they they respond, and they they make they adjust on the fly their' thinking. so it's 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 really um it's fantastic, and they may not even know what
2: they don't know until they actually see it. I think that's the whole point to you. It's and by the way, if you are a retail exec, um, let's get past the meeting with the senior store people when you go to a store visit, walk the aisles, go out and see what an actual customer is, go and check out a, a fitting room, not because you have to, but because you're curious, what is it like when a one of our customers comes in here and then actually talk on the, on the front and you don't have to, you know, be, um, everything's great, right? And you don't have to look for the bad, just be there. Because that's the spirit you're meeting, your, your customers are meeting, is that person. And I think it it's certainly is a, is a place to start and then obviously uh, doing a store tour with you all. Now, you had a big announcement the other day. Uh, what was this? And uh, tell me about it. You're moving yeah. into
1: a whole new, not a metaverse, but you're moving into a whole new area. Yeah, so we're expanding to 25 markets, and um, we're super excited about that. So the the markets are we're in the United States. So I won't go through the markets. We're extensively in Asia in many, many countries from Korea to Kuala Lumpur, uh, in Israel, in, in Dubai, and all over Europe. So we're super excited. I'm very fortunate to work with one of the, part of the creative people in the world. His name is Myung Shao, and he's with a company called New24. And the reason why I mentioned him is because when you look at our site, You'll see that it's 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 visually stunning, and so we practice what we preach. In other words, we're not going to talk about the world of imagination and experience without giving you probably the best site in the world for what we do. And you know, he has very high standards, and we have built this together. And um, so the the, mat- the manifestation of what we do is it's it's in cyberspace, but it's it's pretty stunning. Nice, excellent.
2: Well, congratulations, and I know one of your favorite retailers is in Barcelona, Etnia Barcelona, and they've received an awful lot of buzz about store design. Um, Can you just tell us, uh, we're coming to the end of our time, but just a few things about uh, what makes them special and different and why they're one of your favorites? Well, the human touch.
1: I mean, they connect with you right away. And what's interesting is they have have, uh, the store set up for above three feet and below three feet so below three feet it's for kids who come with their parents and there are all sorts of toys and things they can play with above uh, above uh, three feet when you go into a store bob i got i go go to a store to buy glasses for reading or seeing or sunglasses when you go to etnia you buy glasses for your good mood your your serious mood your pensive mood your vacation mood all the different bobs out there and so Mm -hmm. when you walk out like I normally go into a store to buy a pair of glasses, but when you walk out of India, you, maybe you bought six because you've got you didn't realize that you had all these different uh, styles and colors and vacation mode and serious mode, and so that was the amazing thing. I thought that I knew what I was doing, except when I went there, I realized no, no, I should be buying six pair of glasses. So um, the store has on, on on top of the store, the sixth floor is a a garden where you can have a glass of wine and and. Look at how your glasses look in real, in real sunlight. So it's it's one of my favorites. I probably the favorite store I have in Barcelona. Um, they're just great. Um,
2: and it comes down to training, because that didn't happen by accident, right? And all uh, those design cues didn't happen by someone going, "We're just going to open a store. We'll compete against LensCraft or somebody else. We'll just knock it off." Like, nope. Somebody thought of all those touch points. And then said, that's part of it, but we're going to have to execute at a different level than anything anyone else did, or else we're never going to get. Let's be honest here, folks who are listening, it still comes down to converting lookers to buyers. It still comes down to average sale, and more importantly, being profitable. Yes, you can have a retail store, and you can lose a lot of money, and you know there's a lot of VC people that are having a heyday with that. But at its most basic, whether you go back to Sotheby's, or Harrod's, or Macy's, at the end of the day, you got to make more money than it uh, costs you in sales and to be able to grow. And, and a lot of retailers are suddenly realizing like, oh, I guess we got to up our game. And that's what I see from when I go on the retail store tours is to understand that, holy crap, they may not be a player in my market, but the experience has been elevated for people who have disposable income, right?
1: Just to answer what you're saying, Bob, I was the most important person in the world for an hour and 15 minutes you know, that's, that's how it felt. And boy, oh boy, that focus is just, um, it, it's, it's revenue generating, that's for sure. And it's also loyalty. I probably told 300 people about, it. yeah, I've done reports on them. <laughs> you can't help it because no. they, they touched you in many, yeah. many ways and always. Yeah.
2: I love it. Well, the name of the podcast is tell me something great about retail. So what's one thing you could tell me great about retail to close us out here, Dan?
1: I guess the, the, going back to, to the realization we had about three or four years ago, it's the human touch. Give me, and, and the, the training part, you know, give me a blank building and just put a good salesperson in there or a good person who's empathy, em- empathetic and kind and let them do their magic. Because that's that's the key, It's the human touch is the main driver and training these people, as you talked about with India, that's it. That's the magic. That's the magic bullet. And as a retail doc,
2: I would not argue with that. In fact, we are on the same page. Thanks for joining me today, Dan. I really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Bob. Great to be here.
0: You've been listening to Tell Me Something Good About Retail with Bob Fibbs, the retail doctor. As a listener, you can receive free information and guides when you visit retaildoc.com and sign up for our exclusive weekly newsletter. Thanks for being with us. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to get your podcasts. To virtually bring Bob to all of your crew and associates, check out www.salesrx.com.